Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Kathy Broxton, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. That stands for Let Us Thank God. Amen. And we are on WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen. That is the LUTG Radio Network. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is super duper whopper awesome best ever creator good. <laughs> God is good, ain't he? All the time. Amen. <laughs> I was over here saying the name of Jesus. I don't really have to get pumped up for a show, but sometimes I just like to pump up because I just, you know, I like to be in the presence of the Lord and I do different things, get myself in the presence of the Lord. Well, I should say, I shouldn't say that because really when you do, when you do different things, get yourself in the presence of the Lord, that's really kind of like flaring because the word of God said, I'll never leave or forsake you. So he's always here. It's just that we don't really feel him. And I would prefer not to feel him. I would prefer to just know that he's there. I don't like I don't like all that stuff, all that flesh stuff. I, it gets on my nerves. It should not. But I'm just one of those people. Nope. And so I need real intimacy. There's times, and God knows when to touch me and when not to touch me. He knows. And so I leave it up to him. And so that being said, let's reach out and Give God some praise. Amen. Actually, let's just talk to him. Amen. That's what we're going to do. We're going to open up in prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day. Lord God, I come to you through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ, and I just want to say gracias, Señor. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. For you are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, for you are glorious in this place. All honor be unto you, Lord God. Amen. Glory to God. Awesome. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are good. You are a good gift giver. Thank you, Father God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jehovah God. Elohim, the Lord God, I am. Adonai, Jehovah. I cannot deny that you are the good God. You are great in this place. You are exceedingly abundantly blessed. You are the blessing. Our blessings come straight from your heart. You are so blessed that you wrote a book for every person that is that was ever born. Whether they made it all the way through to full grown adult or not. Whether they made it to 120 or not, that's a full-grown adult, 120. (laughs) Whether we made it there or not, you wrote a book for every day of every year for every person that was created with an egg and a sperm that had your lifeblood in it, your breath in it. You wrote one for Jesus, and you wrote one. For, you wrote one for me, and you wrote one for my parents, 
you wrote one for their parents and their parents and so on and so forth up to this day and all the days ahead of me you wrote something good for me and i just want to say thank you because i want to receive that because i know whatever you wrote in that book it's always drawing closer to you and i want to know I want people to know what's in their book. They don't need to know what's in somebody else's book. They need to know what's in their book because the moment you start looking at other people's book, you take your eyes off of your own book. And I thank you, Lord God, that you keep our eyes on our own book. You may have written maybe one or two for us, but it'll have our name on it. It'll have our identification. We'll identify with it. And I thank you, Lord God, for being so specific. You know every hair on every head of every person. I thank you, Lord, for you are worthy of all the glory, all the honor, all the power, and all the praise. Thank you, Father. It's your beautiful self. Go ahead. You know you're beautiful. Yeah, let me see a smile because you're beautiful. Amen. I don't have pretty words for you. I just want to say thank you. And ask that you would please speak through me today. Let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, with your gorgeous self. I thank you for volunteering that I and many, many, many others would have an opportunity to give you thanks. And tell you how much we appreciate the sacrifice that you made on the cross. And all the things that you are still doing up in heaven because you are a mighty teacher. You have not stopped teaching. I live by the testimonies that I hear from other people. And the testimonies say that you're still teaching. And you know how much I love to teach. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you. Amen. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright. This one here is the last one of wisdoms for right now. Amen. So the name of the show is Get Wisdom. God is Plenteous. Number nine. Yep. Stopping at nine. You're like, why don't you go to ten? Because I'm up to nine and I ran out of scriptures that I had put ahead. So four. <laughs> put ahead, put up earlier. So that's what we're going to stop with. Number nine. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> to God be the glory. <laughs> God is good. All right. So I don't have any stories for you today. Not yet, anyway. Waiting for the Lord to give me some. But I do what I do have you for you is the best thing ever. Colossians 3.16. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Uh, Worship people. I've been trying to get this program off the ground. It's a Jesus Praise and Worship Project. A lot of people think I've only been trying for like a year or two. But I have been trying since I got saved. Uh, To get. I have been trying to get people together. To come and worship since I had gotten saved. And I was back in like uh 90 well 
when I joined the church, it was in 98 when I joined the actual joined the church. I had gotten saved ahead of time, uh, before that, but um, I didn't join a church until 98 because somebody invited me to church. Whereas before, I never got invited to churches. Could you believe that? I never really got invited to churches. And when people started to invite me to church, I had gotten treated so badly before. I didn't know that I should go because I thought it was kind of a trap because I heard Christians talking bad about churches. And so I was like freaked out. I didn't trust it. And so I say that to say not to be like booing Christians. Watch your mouths. You folks are in a church and you are prospering. And even if you're not, even if you ain't rich, but you know Christ that, I mean, you know, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. That is some great prosperity. That is John, uh, third John or two. That is beloved above all all things. I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Salvation is a prosperous soul. When you receive salvation, boom, your soul is instantly prospered. It has won. You have won. When you receive salvation, you have won. So don't go around beating up on people because they ain't saved yet. I've seen lots of people beat up on people and say, they're heathen. They're going straight to hell. Well, they won't if you tell them about Jesus. They don't know. You do. Or Somebody wants to join the choir. This happened to me too. So I give you examples I'm giving you is all me. So when you get upset, get upset with Jesus and tell him all about it. I don't really want to hear it unless you got something positive on the opposite end. And I'm not talking about anybody. You don't have to think that this is you, but you can empathize with it. And so anyway, I'm at church, right? And I'm working along and I'm singing to myself. La da 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 da. And when I was in high school, I used to sing a little bit of opera, right? I didn't really get a lot of training, but I just had that vocal range, you know, strong vocals. Like I said, I wasn't trained. So whenever I tried to get trained, people would mock me and they would talk bad about the person that was training me. So so they would talk so poorly to these people that were trying to help me that they would stop helping me. And they would beat up on me so bad that I thought, well, I guess I can't sing. But the teacher's like, yeah, you can. Don't listen to him. And so anyway, um, back to the church. I'm sitting down at the thing because I'm good at administration. I'm doing some stuff for some people. Boom, boom. And I'm singing. I'm singing my worship song. And I'm singing. All all of a sudden, the head of music comes to me. And says, Yo, why you stop singing? That was you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what you afraid of? I was like, I ain't going to disturb nobody. I just kind of took it down. She was like, you know, we need you on the choir. You just need some training. Go ahead and try for the choir. And so I went to a trap for the choir. They basically said, get out. This girl, one of the girls that was on the choir, she met me at the door. She was like, we full. We don't need you. I was like, but uh, Doc said, come try out. Oh, man, we ain't even doing trials right now. She was just exaggerating. I was like, but she 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 run it. Oh, pff, we don't need you. Yeah, pff, y'all want y'all want to get on this choir. We don't need you. 
And so they wouldn't let me try out. And so I tried again a few years later. And I was so nervous because of the previous experience that I had had. And that I cracked. And and I, I, I cracked while I was singing. I was like, oh, shoot. And it's like, well, you didn't make it. And so I, I said, okay, fine. You know, I ain't going to worry about it. And, um, and so I was in, I was down there, I was in the church one day reading in the, cause we have a library, there was a library, there is a library in the church. And so I was down there one day reading and all of a sudden I hear them practicing. I hear these soulful melodic voices. Then all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> I kid you not, I hear something that sounded like it went, that was uh the choir director and he goes wow um you tone deaf <laughs> and i said oh okay that's what's wrong with him he tone deaf and then you know the choir rehearsal room was right next to the library right and so i'm listening to him he says well don't worry about it we can train your vocals it's going to take a lot of work, but we we can train you to sing. And I said, and instantly, I, 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 I'll not lie, I got jealous. I said, because I know that I, was, I could sing. I was just a little bit shy because of the way I was being treated. But they were willing to train a tone-deaf person compared to a person that was not tone-deaf. I could mimic any sound that I can hear. It's just that when I was beat upon, I got shy. I got fearful. And so I say that to say is, church, stop beating up on people. There's so many talented people in this world that are saved, but don't nobody really know because the church keeps beating up on them. They see how you treat other people and they don't even want to step out of their own house or out of their own comfort zone because you keep beating up on them. You beat up on others, and they figure you're going to beat up on them, too. They go, well, I'm just like that person. What's going to stop you from beating up on me? I don't even want to go through it. I'm going to just talk to Jesus by myself. My mama know I'm saved, so that's my second. Well, I don't even need this. I ain't even got to be bothered. And that's just how people are. They They feel as though the church is constantly beating up on people while we, while we bothered. And it's getting to the point where if you notice in certain countries, you can't even gather, even as a Christian, you can't gather together in a group. And presently all over the world, you can't even have more than 10 people in your house. If you think that's because of the coronavirus, use crazy. Use crazy. The coronavirus is just a symptom of what's going on. It's not the overall problem. But who can solve this problem? 
The body of Christ can solve this problem. You all see, we always talk about how the heathen walks and what they do with their daily lives. But what do we do with our daily lives? How do we treat people? How do we love people? How do we love one another? Ask yourself that. Am I standing upright? If Jesus was to come to me and stand right before me today, could I actually walk by his side and not burn up in fire? Because you know when your life ain't right. You know, he got to come up and correct you, tan that butt. I'm hoping what he would do is just correct you and tan that button that you don't go up in flames. You can't live a life unholy and still say you walking with God. The way you treat the least of these is important to the Lord. So if you treat a rich man better than you would treat a poor man, you are absolutely wrong. And if you treat a poor man better than you treat a rich man, you're still wrong. You should treat them equally the same because they both thirst and they both get hungry. They both need a place to sleep. And they both need clothes on their feet and shoes. I mean, shoes on their feet and clothes on their body. And they both need the gospel. They need salvation. So if both of them need all five of these things, how dare we to treat any of them any different from the other? We're not. We're supposed to love them the way Jesus loves the church. Love one another the way we love ourselves and love our way Jesus loves the church, I should say. And then love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We're required to do that. But oftentimes, that's not what we do. And we laugh about it. She ain't got no friends. It don't matter. Ain't nobody going to find out about it. Wrong. Guess who knew first? Jesus knew first. If you think God don't see everything, you are entirely wrong. And I know you read in the Bible where the angels fly about to and fro and they have eyes on the tops of their wings and on the bottom and up under and on their legs and their eyes are seeing everything and there's more than one of them and they they standing on this on the the, the the bodies are made in the form of this chariot that's true that's true but check this out a lot of people think that god can only see what's in front of him he's god He's God. He don't just see what the angels see because he's already seen it. All the angels are doing is going forth, being ready for us. They're going throughout the earth, being ready to help us. God already know what's happening. He already know what's coming before it come. He made it. He made the whole earth and every, every opportunity for every angle in every road that we might choose, he already has a solution. These angels of God are watching over the earth to help us. God's angels are here to help us, and Satan's angels are here to kill us. Well, at least he's going to try anyway. But God, see, life and death is in the power of, of our tongue. So instead of saying such and such kills you, say, you know what? I shall live and not die. I choose to live. Life is mine, and, I, and I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to fulfill every hope that God has in me. I will live and not die. No matter what virus comes this way, not, not come my way, though. 
no matter what virus name they want to somebody want to put their name on rebuke it rebuke that thing speak life to your body even if it even if it seems kind of crazy like well i ain't never really healed nobody or even myself before but uh you know i'm gonna try it try it go home or get in a closet go in a bathroom stall try it out be like okay lord i believe i receive in the name of jesus i rebuke this disease i rebuke this virus in the name of jesus and i receive healing to my body amen and receive it you can do the same thing for one of your patients that's laying up in a coma somewhere father god in the name of jesus i rebuke coronavirus over miss so-and-so or mr so-and-so and i speak life to their whole body in the name of jesus amen life and death is in the power of your tongue life and death is the power of the living life and death is in the power of the tongues of the living you gotta be alive in order to speak the word life and death is in the tongues the life life and death power is in the tongues of the living so you need a body a flesh body to be in this earth And while you in this earth, in this flesh body, it is your job to speak life, not death, but life. And some of y'all are like, well, what about my enemies? Can I speak death to my enemies? It ain't your job to kill nobody. It ain't your job to do that. You're like, what about soldiers? That's a particular job. They be at war. But as far as when it comes to faith, God is the only one that made anything, and he's the only one that that has the right to take life because he made it. We have the right to enjoy life, live life, and build life. And have life come from our bodies, making another baby, making a baby so they can have life and speak life. But we don't have the right to take a life. We don't. And so... I, I, I just encourage you because I am filled with joy today. John 4, 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Speak a life to your body that you when you speak life to your body. Jesus gets happy. The Lord Father God gets happy he recognizes those words when you speak life to your body when you speak the word of god over your body he recognizes those words and he says amen well all right now that's right <laughs> in exodus four thirty one, it says and the people believed and when they heard that the lord had visited the children of israel and that he had looked upon their affliction. Then they bowed their heads and worship. They bowed their heads and worship because daddy, father God, came to them. He heard their cry. When, there's two things you got you to gotta see here. When the people believed and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel. And that they and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worship. 
So the first thing you got to do is believe. You got to believe it. Then you got to speak it. Because God will hear you. He will come. He will come to his children. We are engrafted into Jesus, who is a Jew. God hears your affliction. He hears your cries. Just like he heard the blood of Abel crying from the ground, he hears your spoken words. He hears all of it, the good and the bad. Every word you say, he hears. But he focuses in on your faith words, on your faith and belief words. And when you start speaking bad things about yourself, he'll send somebody to tell you, say, don't, don't, don't talk against yourself. Speak life to yourself. Exodus 12, 27 says that ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt. When he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed the head and the head and worshiped. Amen. Constantly you're we're reading that they honored God. They worshiped the father. They believed him. Honor God. Worship him. Believe him. Believe that he wants to help you. That's what he's here for. He wants you as a part of his family. Deuteronomy 26, verses 9 through 11. King James Version, of course, it says, And he hath brought us into his into this place, and hath given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God have given unto thee and unto thine house, thou and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. Now, this, this when I read this, I heard something in particular. One is I heard tithe, given of the first fruit. I heard giving up an offering because I heard thank I heard thank you. They gave an offering because God gave them land, a place to dwell. Amen. A home. A dwelling place. Good Lord. Amen. God protected them and provided them. He's like, yo, this house I give you, bam, it's yours and yours alone. God is giving good gifts. He's giving land, ownership. The first land God ever gave you was your body. The very first piece of dirt he ever gave you was your body. When he breathed life into the nostrils of Adam, every person that will be born from the seed of Adam, which we all are, got the gift of land ownership. And your first piece of land is your human body. Your soul, your soul, your body is the first piece of land. And you're to take care of it. You're, to, you're not to defile it or allow it to be defiled. If you ever notice that something is defiling you or some person outwardly defiles you in the flesh, tell the Lord all about it. 
If you think something is about to happen, pray and rebuke it. Tell God all about it. He is your sh- the word of God is your shield and your buckler. Speak his word over your life. Don't just speak Psalms 91 over your life or Psalm 70 over your life to rebuke. Speak the joy over your life. Speak the communication with God overcoming everything over your life. That's in the book of Matthew chapter 6. The Lord's Prayer. Speak life over your life. Speak the goodness of the Lord over your life. Because he has a blessing for you. He wants you to be blessed. Amen. Now, getting back to this tithe here, for some of you folks that don't go to church, even though you got saved, you said the Lord's Prayer, you probably said it through Billy Graham or through me. Whenever you said it, amen. Or you probably read it or heard it on TV or somewhere, radio somewhere, you probably said the Lord's Prayer. You accept, you repented of your sins, you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You were forgiven of all your sins, but you don't go to church because you don't like mess. You've been putting aside your fur, your ten percent, your tithe, and it's been piling up in a bank. You put aside your first fruit, and it's piling up in a bank. You have not given it to a church because you don't know which church to give it to. Ask God where you should put your, where you should sow that tithe. It may not be in a local church. It may be someplace far away. But get this: since the money that you give to the churches. They do go for uh, reaching out and telling people about Jesus. That's evangelism. But it also goes to pay for lights and equipment and things to run the church. However, if you found a church that does not actually have a a, a building, but it, it operates online, and I'm not, not speaking about myself in particular, no. But there's churches that run online only. You need to establish whether or not they are a legitimate church. And and then there are some churches that are debt free and they don't need money for uh, buildings and for lights and things like that. They get that all covered, but they may, may need money for like magazines to send out to people or because uh, magazines are an evangelism tool and they're also an encouragement tool. They may need money to send missionaries to other cities or other countries. And so you could probably help with that. So ask God where to put your tithes and offerings because it is required. You got it. Once you get saved, then you need to help somebody else get saved. That's a part of your job. And uh, you can even promote the gospel yourself by telling people how you got saved and about what goodness do you know about the Lord, your encounters with him. You ain't got to tell them about your private conversations with the Lord, with Jesus, Jehovah God. You ain't got to tell them that. That's none of their business. But you can tell them unless God tells you to. You can tell them about how you got saved. Me, I got saved in my kitchen while talking on the phone to one of my brother's friends. So, because I had been trying for years to get saved. I tried when I was four years old for the first time. I tried when I was four. But I wasn't allowed to go up to the front. They pulled me back. I was on my I was on my way out. I was like, Pew! and she caught me. I should have just got up and just leaped and just let her, you know, <laughs> just let her pull up the coat. But I knew that salvation was for me. 
God is good. I tried again when I was seven. But the preacher said, you got to be 12 to get saved, which turned out to be a lie. He's like, well, you got to be of understanding, the age of understanding to get saved. Really what I think he meant was, I don't feel like watching after y'all. Uh, And at 12, I know you can watch yourself. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but in that church, their their rule was you had to be tw- a child had to be 12 years old in order to be saved. How many of y'all know that kids die before they reach 12? And so if a child wants to get saved, let them get saved. Amen. Don't make them wait till they're 12 because at 12, all kinds of hormones are riving through the body. They need Jesus before the hormones come. Some of them have periods at like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You want, them, you want to reach them before all that reproductive stuff starts happening. Let them get saved at an early age so that when, when their hormones reach the top of their head and trying to burst through, they got the word of God to keep themselves focused. You feel me? Focused. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Y'all know Jesus loves you. And he wants you in his kingdom. Every young person, every old person. God wants you. Remember in the book of uh, John, it says, um, John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father, in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, with the evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen and amen. Congratulations, you just got saved. Praise the Lord. Jesus loves you. Um, Read your Bible, starting with the book of John. Um chapter one um and in your spare time i also want you to read the book of genesis chapters one and two and then 
the book of revelations the last two chapters and then start back over uh um reading uh, from the book of Ma- uh reading the whole bible from beginning to end you can try uh bible Ga- uh, gateway uh u version these are like bible apps and uh as well as you can get them if you you can get them at us you can still get bibles at the store or a local church or whatnot um depending on whether or not they sell them uh but you can they're definitely online amen glory to god jesus loves you now for you folks in china whose bibles have been altered trust god ask the holy spirit to open up the word to you and to let you hear from his his voice his mouth what the word really says because there were things that were taken out of some of those bibles in china and things that were added in that are not the truth but god they are there's a lot of faithful people in china and they love Jesus with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their strength. And what a group of people will do in one country, they'll whisper over to another and do the same thing. So, Bibles have been altered radically for many of years. Trust God with what you read. Ask God to open up the word to you so that you can get understanding. Amen. Because we, we want to be a blessing. In order to be a blessing, we got to know exactly what the blessing is. So trust God to reveal the whole word to you so that you can rightly divide it and get understanding and discernment. Amen. Glory to God. Hasta mañana. This is Kathy Brox for LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen, amen. God loves you. I just want to keep telling you that. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. The Lord loves you. Don't forget it. Amen. Oh, there's something else I want to tell you before we go. Because I still got a few more minutes. I want you to begin. Read the book of Psalms. Just start off with the book of Psalms. And look for the sections on worship. You can look up look up the uh, keyword worship in the Bible app online or uh, in the reference. And look up worship and begin to start singing the Psalms. And so what you do is you first you go through and you read it. And then you go through and you start personalizing it. So you take the pronouns that are directed toward you towards a person and not God and you apply it to yourself if you want to put your name in there and then begin to sing freestyle on that song you feel me and I just want you to get in the habit of just honoring God with your voice with your because what's in the heart goes to the mind and out of the mouth and so I want you to put some good things before your eyes so that your ears can hear it and it gets into your heart and gets into your head and comes out your mouth. 
Amen. Glory to God. You can do it. Give God praise and honor. Amen. God is not a greedy God. He's a blessed God. He's an abundant God. And he loves to give good gifts. That's just some information for you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. WKKP Digital Broadcasting. YouTG Radios. This is Kathy Brocks. Amen.